Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 82 of Jeff Reads' book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we're reading chapter 35 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in touch with me, head on over to jeffreadsbook.com. There's three ways right there, email, Twitter, and Mastodon. But more importantly, while you're there... Why don't you buy a prequel to the book we're reading today? That's right. Bringing Balance or Offworlder, both available for purchase now from Amazon, your favorite vendor in the whole wide world. Does that mean I could be on your podcast platform? I mean, that wasn't disparaging, right? There was no sarcasm. I think you're a great company. All right. That was, sorry, that was just bodily functions. That wasn't me making poop sounds at Amazon. All right. Good start. Yes. Yeah. So today I'm actually doing this podcast on a Saturday. Um, I just got in from doing a little lawn mowing, a little yard work. I tried to do like the full suite of it today. You know, I did some weed whacking. I edged the driveway. If you don't know what that is, that's fun. Uh, Everything looks okay. Like my yard from this year, like the pandemic basically... I don't know, drove me away from going to any, uh, like, home improvement store. So I never would buy any freaking, like, um, what do I want to say? I would never buy, like, uh, you know, the usual yard fertilizer and weed killer. I just didn't do it this year. And, you know, the yard shows. I think I might even have grubs. They're little worms that eat my grass roots and stuff. Eh. It's already, like, late September. I don't think I need to care. (laughs) I'm tired. I've been tired this week, I feel like. It's just been a stressful week. But today's Saturday. I'm doing it a day early because Laura's taking her exam that she's been studying for uh, for ages now tomorrow. So uh, I thought I'd be a little quieter tomorrow so that she could, uh, you know, concentrate. You know, just tiptoe around the house. (gasps) Maybe take some naps. Ooh, that sounds nice. (laughs) Is that like an old man thing to be like excited to take a nap? I feel like it isn't. I feel like everybody's excited to take a nap. Yeah. Mm. So it's almost four, so I'm already drinking, of course, you know, and I'm just enjoying myself today. Hoping for a fun Saturday. Maybe after this, I don't know, maybe a video game. I might play a video game. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Uh, well, anywho, uh, we are reading chapter 35 today. So this is a short one. It's coming in at 41 lines, and my only notes are boring Margot chapter. That's right, folks. This is going to be pretty dull, I think. I basically read through the whole thing, and it's, you know, uninspired. But what else do you expect from this author? He sucks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I probably will start to fall asleep during the chapter. So uh, right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com, and wake me up. It'll make my phone vibrate, wherever that is. Has anybody seen my phone? I don't know. Oh, well, I guess it really doesn't matter, so we'll just dive in to Chapter 35. So for today's episode, I am once again sipping on a Evan Williams Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey on the rocks. Yes. Mm. It's still on sale, so I guess through September in Ohio. Uh, So, you know, I'm just kind of... Being lazy and cheap and just getting this bourbon. And I'm having it over ice. I feel like that's the 
best way, I guess, to enjoy this bourbon. I don't know. Um, when did I buy this? I got it Wednesday. Probably drank too much this week, and uh, yeah, I'm okay now. I think so. Yeah, I'm just uh, a little tired, but this bourbon's going to put me right to sleep in the middle of this chapter, I'm guessing. Why don't I bring up the chapter? You know, um, the laptop I do this on has one of those um, little rubber blue joystick things in the middle of the keyboard. Does that date it? Probably. I mean, it's an old laptop, but uh, I've been trying to use that more because it seems quicker than the touchpad. But I really stink at it. Does anybody use those? Who prefers those? Right into the show, jeffreesisbook.com. All right. That wasn't part of the chapter. I was just asking. Hmm. Here we go. You can still catch up with the others, Margot told her father, as she pushed past him out of the side room where the guards were bound. Does everybody remember that? Margot, Dad, in the room with the guard. Great. I need to find Henry. No, I'll come with you, Father said. I can help. Margot sighed. (sighs) Now is not the time to try to be a good father. He frowned the same frown she had remembered from her childhood, showing a mix of disappointment and disdain. Very well, then consider that I might want some revenge on whomever has done this. It's Mother and Sir Andreth, Margot said flatly. So I've heard, but I can still deal with their minions now, he explained. All right, fine, let's go, Margot said, and started jogging back towards the staircase Leonid had unlocked. Sorry, I thought it was plural. I hope she brought her Fitbit. Am I right? Getting them steps in activity, right? What does it say? Like active minutes? I think that's what... Laura has a Fitbit. I don't have a Fitbit. So I think it says active minutes. That's what she tells me it says. I don't know. All right, let's have some booze. That'll wake me up, right? Mm. Coming to the second floor, she looked around to get her bearings again. Henry had clearly come through the staircase, filled with debris, but she wasn't sure where he'd go next. However, she and Leonid had come this way too, and they hadn't crossed paths. Does any of that make sense? I am really disoriented about what the hell they're talking about. It was likely Henry had turned down a different hallway or headed in an entirely different direction. She backtracked towards the ruined staircase passing another hallway as she went. Her father stopped beside her dutifully and silently. I'm going to scroll down. Here we go. (laughs) Dutifully. Yeah, it says duty in it. She tried to think that what a man on the run might have done here. He had come up a staircase into another hallway, with countless staircases leading back towards the dungeons. Henry would have tried to leave this corridor as soon as possible, she decided. The path leading away from the stairwells seemed the most likely route. Route? Route? What? What do you say? Uh, We've had this conversation on the podcast before. This way, she said to her father. Are you tracking him? He asked dubiously. Are you tracking? Okay, I I don't know how to do dubiously. Whatever. I I was going to make him like laugh too. (laughs) Are you tracking him? (laughs) He asked dubiously. What do you think of that? That was a voice too. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I just understand how he thinks, she said. 
The next hallway was much the same as the last, and she started to feel hopeless as they walked. Oh, we're not jogging anymore? I guess that's all the active minutes we're doing, Margot. Reaching another T in the hallway. Uh, wow, T. What's a better word for that? Not a T, not a fork, because it's like, uh, I mean, it's a dead end implies you can't go other directions. Hmm, any thoughts? I don't know the answer. Okay. Reaching another T in the hallways, she stopped again and rubbed her eyes, giving herself pink eye because she had just touched the door to a dungeon. Margot thought there were voices somewhere in the distance. Looking at her father, he pointed down the side hall. What side hall? Are, okay, so I think that... I guess they were on a hall that continued straight and there was one off to the right. I wouldn't have used the T term unless I was coming up the stem of the T, you know what I mean? I don't know, this is all bullshit. Moving down the hall, a guard stepped out of a side room. Margot froze and quickly waved a hand. She and her father disappeared from sight. Ooh, magic! He seemed to squint for a long period, but he eventually turned and started away from them. I had been a harmless close call. Wow. That's, uh... (laughs) Is that some, like, uh, autobiographical subconscious leaking in? I'm a harmless close call. What would that mean? I don't know what that means. Anyway, let's see. It was a, it had been a harmless close call. I was trying to make something out of that, and it was not going anywhere. Let's have some bourbon. Mm. Okay. Margo watched the guard walking away, waiting to see where he was headed. When he turned down what she assumed was another corridor... Wait. Didn't he... Um, boop, 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 boop. Okay, I guess he just looked in their direction, but then I guess walked away. All right. Margot watched the guard walking away, waiting to see where he was headed. When he turned down what she assumed was another corridor, she waved her hand. Again. Oh, God. Mm, You'd be tired, too, if you just mowed the lawn. Hey, it's a whole quarter acre. Thanks, people. She hoped that she might be led towards some signs of life, because a calm, quiet environment was uncharacteristic of anywhere Henry was operating. Ha ha ha! And that ends chapter 35! You know, one thing that's really bothering me about this book, aside from, like, the plot or the writing or the setting or the characters, is that, like, uh... Inside this this fortress they're all inside of right now, there's no signs. Like, just none. Wouldn't somebody put up a sign? It seems confusing as hell, and they just don't put up signs. How hard would it be to even just, like, push pin, like, a piece of paper that says Dungeons, you know, with an arrow pointing through that door? I mean, that seems like that'd be pretty easy to do. You can't get that done? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's just more evidence that this is a broken organization, am I right? You know what I mean? They need, like, some people who took, like, uh, what are those, like, operations or organizational behavior classes to come in and fix this fucking place up. Because you're never going to rule the world if you have this ginormous fortress with no signs on the doors, huh? How's somebody supposed to... What if you come in for an appointment, right? Like, let's say that you're... uh, you know, you're one of their uh, vendors. You know, you supply 
What would they need? Uh, probably like magic light bulbs or something like that. Um, so you're the magic light bulb salesman. You come in and you have to, you know, you're like, hey, I need to speak with someone in purchasing when you get to the front door. And they're like, okay, well, would you have an appointment? And they say, yeah, yeah, I got an appointment. And so they said, well, okay, purchasing, you're going to want to go uh, past two hallways and take a right. And when you come to the third hallway on the left, go down that hallway. And then it's the fourth office on the right. No signs, of course. Well, I mean... That 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 poor magic light bulb salesman, he's going to get lost. And that's just not good because, you know what, now that vendor is going to be so annoyed, he's not going to cut you a deal on your magic light bulbs. I, 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 this is just common sense. I, I, I'm speechless, you know. And then he's going to tell his buddies when he goes out for a drink about, you know, how bad it was when he went there to try to get that, you know. And so now, you know. The guy who refills all the vending machines is going to be like, I don't want to go there. I'm going to get lost trying to find my vending machines, you know, where I, you know, keep magic barks root beer and stuff like that. This is just bad, bad news. It's not going to lead to like happy employees either when they can't get magic barks root beer or magic Cheetos out of the vending machine at the magic fortress. Am I right? I I, I just I'm a little annoyed with this fortress. Yeah. It also seems like way too big, but what are you going to do? I don't know. And the way I describe it up a second floor, the staircase on the right, and the T's, and like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm confused, and I wrote the book. <laughs> but I've been pretty uh, consistent about bad setting management, I'd say. So, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, like I said, boring chapter, don't you think? Margot and her dad walked down some hallways, hid from one guard, and then the chapter ended. Wow. <laughs> I am exhausted after reading that. Ugh. And this turns out to be like a real short chapter because of it. So let's get to some discussion questions. Am I right? All right. Question one. So Margot's dad offers to help, which she doesn't seem thrilled about. Okay. Question one. Has your dad ever tried to, quote, help? So by that, I mean, he's like, no, 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 I'll take care of this for you. And doesn't, you know, makes it drastically worse or just is like, I don't need you here for this. Any of that kind of stuff. I can't, I was trying to think of it. I got to admit my dad, you know, he'll like this if he listens, but I mean, my dad's generally pretty helpful and adept at things. Uh, the only thing I could think of, and this will probably bug him, but we had like, when he came to visit once here in Ohio, uh, he noticed there was like a hole in the road or something and he went out and he's like, this like, so he went out into the street and he looked into this hole. He's like, that thing looks like it's really deep. I don't see the bottom of it. So he goes back into my garage and he's like, I need something to like see how deep it is. And of all the things on my, like hanging in my garage, like my rake or, you know, a crowbar, he grabs my T-square, right? The one I used to use for drafting in college and still use for like cutting wood. And he goes out there and sticks it in the hole and bangs it around to see how deep it is. And he's like, I didn't even feel the bottom. Yeah, and now my T-square is all dinged up. It's got all these notches in it <laughs> from him banging it around in the ground. That's not good. So, Dad, you owe me a T-square. Yeah, I need a new one. A T-square, which is a much easier thing to understand than what T-shaped hallway meetings or whatever the hell I described. Ugh. <laughs> okay, so yeah, right into the show, if you can think of an example of your dad, quote, helping that's all I can really think of. I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, 
I'm like, oh, remember he came out and put a, a door in my garage with my brother-in-law. But that worked out well. It's it's put in correctly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's not a good example. All right. Let's see. Uh, boop, boop, boop. Question two. Has there ever been an instance where you've snuck past guards? You know, or maybe just a person of authority. Have you, like, tried to get around them and stuff like that? Just wondering. I'm trying to think of any cases where I have. I mean... All right, how about this? This was one we used to do. So, in college, I've mentioned it before, I was in a fraternity, right? And as part of... uh, What do you want to say? I don't know. Everybody from the fraternity had to go to a talk each semester, year, I don't know. And it was about how dangerous we were and how... uh, how hard it was to insure us and some other shit. I don't know. It never made... I don't remember what it was called. But we all had to go. And they would take attendance to make sure you went. So it was a terrible talk. Took like an hour, hour and a half on a fucking Saturday or Sunday. Something like that. So my plan after a while was I would go in. Uh, somewhere along the way, I'd grab the school newspaper. And then I would go into the auditorium area. You know, and you'd sign in and all that. But they would post guards guards, you know, administrators around in all the hallways to make sure after you signed in, you went in the auditorium. However, there was a bathroom, you know, in the auditorium area so you could go to the bathroom. So I would be like, I'd sign in and then I'd go right into the bathroom and I would go in a stall and I would sit down and I would read the paper for 15 minutes. (laughs) And then after 15 minutes, I would poke my head out and I think... Of the, like, three times I tried this, no, I think I tried it four times. (laughs) I think it was once a year. Um, Three out of those four times, they had all gone inside to hear the talk. So I just fucking left. And people were like, where were you? Why didn't you, why weren't you in there? And I'm like, because I just sat in the bathroom for 15 minutes and then went home. (laughs) And so it's not ideal, but it beat sitting being lectured to for an hour and a half about stuff I didn't care about. So that was my sneaky way of doing it, hiding in a bathroom stall. (laughs) I guess that's as close as I can get. I can't think of anything else, you know? Hmm. Right into the show with your stories. Go to jeffreadsbook.com. And right there, you'll find three ways to contact me. You can hit me up on email at jeff at rainbow-100.com. 100, the number, not the words. Uh, Then you can hit me up on Mastodon at jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com Oh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. And I will get back to you because it is super fun to know someone listens to this heap of audio garbage. Yes. So that about wraps it up today. Uh, So like I said, I think maybe a video game's in order right now. What do you guys think? What should I do? Right into the show at jeffreadsbook.com. But I think we're just going to do that. So, until next time, keep on reading. <laughs> <laughs>